Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Breaking Western podcast. My name is Angela Meyer, and I'm here with my co-host, Abby Peters. And we are talking to somebody super exciting today. Abby, tell them about it. So um, we first met our guest back in December at NFR. Angela and I are walking through. Um, we're wearing fairly <laughs> over-the-top outfits, <laughs> like envision a lot of fringe, trucker hats, big sunglasses, and all of a sudden, um, a, a rushing figure comes out of one of the booths. <laughs> He's clad in a huge um, black fur poncho with amazing flares on he's got a big huge old necklace um and he's like oh my god you look amazing (laughs) let's take a photo together and our jaws are just like on the floor we're speechless because we're like this is the most flattering thing that's happened to us yes this fabulously dressed individual is is complimenting us right now right must be confused who are we (laughs) we are nobodies (laughs) he takes us into his booth has the most gorgeous handbags yeah Super unique. Hadn't seen anything like it the whole time we were there. Um, We couldn't help ourselves from, like, touching everything and then spending more money than we intended to spend, like, probably ever because we just couldn't stop ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, today, needless to say, today we are talking to the famous Harley Rhodes with Dancing Cactus Designs. (laughs) Harley, how are you? I am doing wonderful. Thank you, ladies, for having me. I'm, I'm flattered with all of the compliments, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> we are so stoked to be talking to you right now. I just will always see you as this vision of the big black poncho, and it was just incredible. <laughs> Simply amazing. <laughs> well, that, that's the artist in me. <laughs> I love it. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you, and what's your brand? Well, um, first off, I'm Harley Rhodes. Like you said, I am 23 years old. I own Dancing Cactus Designs. Now, you guys kind of touched base. We design cowhide handbags. They're all made in Woodward, Oklahoma. Um, I started this company while I was attending Oklahoma State University um, back in 2017. Um literally had no business owning a business i had no business selling a handbag um because my degree is actually in sports media strategic communications believe it or not really (laughs) (laughs) um and uh so then i graduated from oklahoma state in 2018 um and then what happened oh i moved out here to woodward oklahoma um, felt like my brand was um, kind of flourishing from growing from nothing, and I just kept going from there and um, kind of put this uh, this image of this very flamboyant um, male figure into the Western industry and took everybody by storm. I mean, I don't even know if it was taken by storm. It was kind of like taken more by shock. <laughs> Well, I'll just start by saying our jaws are on the floor right now. Yeah, I'm we sh- shocked. Did, we didn't know you were only 23. Yeah, I am very, very young. In fact, a what? lot of the Western um, makers and boutique owners consider me like a son. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, I'm flattered by that too. 
feel like that they all want to like take care of me and everything. Um, but I, I, I'm yes, I am very, very young. Um, I'm turning 24 here in a month. So yeah. Oh, happy birthday! You. So you're a Gemini, yeah? Yes. <laughs> it all makes sense now. <laughs> Um, I feel like we're usually on the other side of the coin, like being the younger female in a male dominated industry and how interesting to have a younger male, like kind of in a female dominated industry. Yes, in fact, that's a very good touch point to talk on. Um, so I'll, I'll say that for when you guys are ready for that, but, um, yeah, it's very different, um, to put myself in your issues. Um, it's, it's very different. Wow. So, um, what inspires you and how did you get to be this authentic individual with a unique voice, especially being so young? Like what was your inspiration that created Harley Rhodes? So, um, my inspiration is, so I'll just kind of give a little bit of backstory of how I was raised. I grew up in Thermopolis, Wyoming. Um, so very, very small town, a town of about 4,000 people. And I actually grew up in a small t- a town smaller than that. It was in Kirby, Wyoming, and that had like 60 people. Wow. Um, we were <laughs> traveling back and forth to school. Um, but I was raised by my grandparents. My grandparents are very, very traditional, very conservative, very um, just great individuals. Uh, they raised us um, from a very young age. Um, so hard work always was something that um, was expected. Um, it wasn't just like something that you just did. You were expected to do that. Mm. Um, so that that was like probably touch point one of like what's made me who I am today. Um, and then beyond that is I, I've always been very goal driven. I've, I've always been told to to strive for for your dreams and never look for anything less than that and so I always if I don't accomplish something I'm very like um I just get nervous and and very anxious and it just really just eats in me um because I I hate to not um meet my own expectations but what others also expected me as well and so ultimately it's a kind of a collaboration of the entire world of of what's made me who I am is like I, I put myself um I, I try to I try to climb this pedestal and never reach the top um, because I never know what my fullest potential could possibly be, um, and that I would definitely say that that's probably where um, my inspiration comes from is what other people expect of me um, is as I always expect more for myself as well. And that's so powerful to have those really high expectations for yourself and like constantly when you reach a goal or you reach a level to be setting that bar higher and always like demanding more of yourself. Really incredible. Right. And expectations are so like, especially in a world where expectations are so hard to meet anymore. Um, like other people's expectations, like whether that be on the customer service side or whether that be on your artist and drive or whether that be, um, just personality, like people expect so much. They try to mold you into this person that sometimes isn't who you want to be. And so to be that authentic self is really actually a hard expectation. Um, so I just have fun with this, this, um, live wire character that God's given me. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I just try to try to be 
miserable for this play called life. That's so good. Mm, amazing. Um, did you have any role models or mentors as you were kind of coming up and building your brand? I mean, like we said, you don't often see men doing what you're doing in the Western industry, let alone so successful. So kind of walk us through that. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I've already talked about my parents. So my dad passed away in 2018, right as I was starting this company. And that, like, that actually, the, that first year was so tough. Like, not only to, like, try to start a business, but um, to lose your dad, like, just made it awful. My dad was, like, my best friend. My mm-hmm. dad, I told my dad everything from relationships to school to business advice to just wanting to talk to him constantly. Like, he was that one person for me. Um and so, like, to have that role just kind of, like, go go away, I mean, he's still here with us, obviously, but just to not be able to, like, speak face-to-face, like, that's just, like, super, was very, very challenging and very hard for me to, like, understand at first. So I really um, confided in other people within the industry to help me get through that. Um, so some of the people that I really, really, really look up to um, and they're all, um, I, I could, the list could go on for days and I feel bad for like having to select people, <laughs> but, um, I have mad respect for, um, Kelly Tracy with Little B's Bohemian, mm. like, yes. goals, like, yes. <laughs> her. Um, she, she is like a mom to me. I, I absolutely adore her and I hope that she gets to listen to this podcast because like, that she is one of the people that I absolutely look up to um what a brand that she's creating yeah other people that I absolutely look up to is Devin Von Krosik with Esperado Depot yes Um, I mean wow let's just like hashtag photography get selfie goals yes (laughs) yes um I definitely look up to that but I think that she she does this great it's such an authentic and very unique boutique brand um and her style is just so um I'm going to use the word flamboyant for a lack of a better term in the, in the female industry. It's, it's so um, wild and um, lots of fringe, glow. So I think that I get a lot of inspiration from what she brings to the table in her boutique. Um, uh, another boutique would have to be Tribe West. Um, so you're looking, um, you're looking at her and she's just so her boutique is just so amazing it's so western um from what she carries so the, i would definitely have to say that she is um krista manley is just just absolutely just super authentic when it comes down to um what she carries in her western flair it, it, it's hard to name so many boutiques as far as makers go holy crap Sundial uh, show clothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. 
She is super amazing. I highly recommend if you ever just need another lady on podcast, she can she could definitely give you guys some give give you guys some time. We were supposed to go on a cruise together, so shout out to Caitlin. Noted. <laughs> but yeah, I think that she would be really fun. You guys would love her. But ultimately, um, there's just so many so many great makers, kind owners of kind range jeans, Wrangler. Mm. Um, I mean, gosh. There's, there are so many things, so many people I look into and take confide in um, that really bring my um, personality to life. I feel like we're going to have to do a style like a Harley Road spring lookbook for 2020 based Ooh. on everything you just recommended to us. That would be good. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, <that's> <laughs> well, I mean, there's so many boutiques. And if, if anybody ever needed a list of boutiques, I could give you like a wonderful <laughs> like sheet and be like, yeah, they're great, great, great. Because they're all, there's so many great ones. So y'all know just where to go now. <laughs> So really, Harley, it sounds like you've drawn a lot of strength and encouragement from this community of people that you've surrounded yourself with, like other business owners, other makers, just people that you look up to in the industry. Are these individuals who helped you like get to the level that you're at? How did you how did you look to them? to get to this point where you have like thousands of followers, where you have a storefront, where you're expanding to wholesale and like doing all these super amazing things as a 23 year old. Insane. Um, that, that's a great question. I'm glad I get to answer this because I think that there's been a lot of like, I mean, there, my brand has been so, um, I mean, I still think of myself as small. And now to uh, people out there, they're like 36,000 followers on Facebook. That's huge. I'm like, no, like you look at some of these people that are on Instagram and they've got hundreds of thousands of followers. And I mean, followers is not everything, um, especially in business. And I'm, I'm going to kind of take this down a business pathway is, and I've had several conversations with other boutique owners is we can have, you can have like 14,000 followers and guess what? You're probably making some more money than some of those that have 76,000 followers. Um, and at the end of the day, it's like you say, how loyal are your customers? And B, how was how great is your customer service? Um, so ultimately, those brands that I look up to may not have the largest followings in the world, but man, their followers are very, very loyal, and they respect the customer service that has been provided in that. And so those boutiques that I listed, they do a tremendous job in that. And so I constantly am like calling them up like, hey, how would you handle this situation? What would you do in this? Hey, we're looking to expand in wholesale. What do you recommend? I mean, that, those are the, the things that I, as a business owner, I want to, I'm going to use the word copycat for lack of a better term. I'm going to copy them because A, it's worked for them. They have, I have mad respect for them. And it's not like I'm taking a swing at what they do. Um, so I, I would say, yeah, that those boutiques are what really, um, I, I on the wholesale side is what do they expect from wholesale? And then also as a retail producing company, what do you expect on the, from the, what do your customers expect of you? Um, because I'm lucky to be in both situations, not company, not many companies get to do that. That's so good. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, so talking about earlier, before we started recording, you told us a quote that blew both of our minds that kind of touched on that idea of like, not necessarily copycatting, but really taking it down a road of doing your own thing and creating your own unique voice. 
Can you tell our listeners what that quote was and what it means to you? Yeah, for sure. So, um, I, just a little bit of backstory, and I, I'm, I'm willing to share this. Is, um, I mean, there are there are so many people that get copied constantly. Whether you're a boutique, whether you're selling clothes, and people are trying to carry the same brands as you, or whether you're a maker and you get copied because of you have such a unique product, whatever that may be, there there's a difference in what I'm about to say. And that quote that I like to use is there's a difference between being a designer and being an inventor. And we're all designers in this world. Um, okay. It's very, very Little well, clap. <laughs> One more time for the kids in the back. <laughs> yeah, so I'm yelling out a little bit louder. speak to you while also being true to your voice and also just being really honest with the fact that like you're not doing anything new but you're doing something uniquely you yeah right and you you love what you do at the end of the day like is my job stressful as heck oh yes do i love it what i in fact we were talking about this at dinner i'm so glad we're talking about this we were talking having dinner last night on the porch and um we were speaking about how stressful my job, like being a business owner, and this speaks for, I'm probably speaking outside of the realm of just myself, but to boutique owners and everybody out there, it's tough being a boutique owner. It's it's tough being a business owner in the Western industry, especially during this time in the coronavirus. Like, Mm. oh my gosh. Like, I can only imagine what other people are going through. Like, we we are lucky to have suppliers, but we're, we're getting limited on what we can order i can only imagine what boutique owners are going through as far as having to purchase things right now 
um, and not being able to get it out of LA, New York, because it's all coming imported from China or Mexico or all of those countries that we can't get imports from. Yeah. Do you almost think too that um, boutique owners get it a little bit easier than makers and the fact that they're kind of ordering from the same people having the same products, but makers are always on the chopping block for this idea of originality and copycats and all of this kind of stuff. Do you, do you find that to be true? Yes. Um, now this is probably going to throw some people under the bus and I, I won't say names <laughs> because ooh, this is a very like hot topic that a lot of people especially just like outside of the industry of building or that are owners we as makers it is cut throat especially here in the u.s where our price point especially for like makers even to sell at wholesale it's so high like we literally like quadruple our prices wholesale when it comes down to like if it's made, if it's got that stamp made in the USA, and that's why it is so cutthroat. It's because there's so much high expectation. Now I'm going to tell you right now that China. I'm uh, my mom is probably going to if she ever listens to this, she would probably slap me across the nose. <laughs> but, Sorry, mom. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, I think that I mean China makes great products. You, you got to give it to them. For, for the speed that they do things at and for the way that they are able to produce and manufacture and have that many people in a facility at once, kudos to them, right? It is hard as a maker when you have high, such high expectations and you have something that is desired so much and then you have this expectation that China, that has, China has placed in these boutique owners realm that oh, we can get it quicker by just doing it this way. And even as shoppers, like, I I look at the way that people shop off of, like, Wish or what is that company? It's, like, um, Bee Lily or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's all called. Is it Zoo Lily? Zoo Lily <laughs> and all these companies that are overseas that literally copy USA makers. And there are USA makers, quote unquote, that are actually having their stuff made in China that are actually copycats of other USA makers. Oh yeah, and for sure. For is, sure. Is the most discouraging. And it's just because you have a little bit more money than the rest of us. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I told mom, I'm like, I would love to go overseas at some point, but, at the same time, you want to know how discouraging that is to, like, have a USA-made product that you have been so respected on building in the USA to not be able to make it in the USA anymore. That That's really super discouraging. So, I mean, the China has placed this, like, this forecast over USA merchants, um, or purchasers, or whatever you want to call them, customers, that they can get out something super quick for less quality. Yeah, and that really Um, puts a strain on a lot of people, whether that's a maker, Um, a consumer, especially considering, like, everything that the Western industry holds to be, like, true and important. (laughs) Yeah, it gets gets so tricky. that we pride ourselves on. Yeah. And, and, I mean, I've lived, or I won't say I've lived, I have mad respect, there we go, for the um, the 
the code of the West, those 10 codes. Mm -hmm. I really believe in those, but man, like those 10 commandments, uh, it makes you question how much our industry actually abides by them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Uh, as consumers too, walking down the aisles at the NFR, you're seeing the high price tag and be like, well, I can walk next door and get this for $20. Right. It's hard. It's hard to make that ethical choice. I'm really curious to see how Las Vegas goes this year. Same. (laughs) That makes me nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Like, I talked to several vendors and they're not going out. Really? We've lost out on so many shows, we can't afford to go out there, or B, they don't think customers are going to go, so I'm really curious. I mean, we're going to go regardless. I had a blast last year. Yeah. I'm, I take it as a vacation, even though it's a lot of work, but I mean, I love Las Vegas, man. There's some <laughs> great, great um, vendors out there, great people, like, that. that's my crowd. I'm having flashbacks to you drinking Capri Sun. Oh, and like white high heel boots. Incredible. Oh my gosh. This story needs to be on record. Cole Wetzel <laughs> singing in the background. Oh. Yeah. Harley's like, oh bitches. Oh. <laughs> this is so funny. We literally. <laughs> so, I don't know if you guys got to meet Sky. She's one of my models. Um, but she went, was out there with me. And we were um, all. We went to this. Um, party it was put on by rock and roll denim i love them they're great i honest to god have no idea how we got an invite really like i've never collaborated with them i've never met the business owner i don't know if it was because i got an invite because they saw how good i dressed but probably that's probably what it was <laughs> but ultimately, like I'm where i walked in i'm wearing a white blazer or no a white t-shirt white pants and a sequin blazer. Now, who else is going to wear that? Truly Probably incredible. No one. So definitely stood out like a sore thumb. Well, then to add alcoholic beverages on <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, there is a quote that went around, and I'm going to let this, I'm going to give credit to this person, and I hope he doesn't get mad about this. But um, so Mr. Triangle T, um, uh, Jeff, um, married to... Mary Jo at Tri- or Triangle Tea Boutique. He was talking with Sky during the party, and this point, I'm probably a good like twenty juice boxes. <laughs> and he looks at Sky and he's like, "Sky, Harley's a great guy. He is great to my wife." But man, I think his only mission is to get every single juice box in his belly. (laughs) (laughs) And I literally, when I woke up the next morning, I was supposed to take Sky to the airport. And I I was so hungover. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That was like, I mean, if you want to go, if you want a place to party, that is the party to go to. Highly recommend. I mean, that whole week was kind of a mindfuck, but the next morning I remember waking up and we literally said to each other, I wonder how Harley's feeling today. (laughs) (laughs) I was definitely one. I walked out the next morning and I had sunglasses on. You're not looking at me. Like, and you guys know, I've had great outfits all week. You did. One day I did not have a cute outfit. (laughs) T-shirt, jeans. I don't want to speak to 
anyone. Right. No I mean, one like, looks at me. Speaking from experience, no matter how you feel before you get dressed, if you put on, like, a good outfit that is really doing a thing, like... It's, like, a little better. There are, there are no rules or limitations to what you <laughs> should or can do for that day, and things will really get away from you fast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, okay, like, you make yourself look... Uh, one of my other favorite quotes, and one day my mom's gonna hate this because I told I said this probably my senior year of high school and I've stuck to it ever since. <laughs> and ladies, you guys are the ones that make this this quote. I'm quoting this: "The more clothes you wear, the more expensive you look." Yes. <laughs> so I mean, literally, like that is so true. I mean, you can wear so many like different pieces that are so cheap and still look great yeah it's all how you style it truly yeah yeah you put your you put your voice into anything that you wear and it's gonna it'll speak for itself Mm -hmm. oh 100 percent. so i mean that is that is the quote for the day put on a t-shirt you better have a trademark with my name on it You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I wear my Buck the Man t-shirt often, and I you love do? it. Yeah, I do. I really I, do. I designed that t-shirt, and I love that. It's um, so good. That t-shirt. I mean, Buck the Man. I, we tried to come out with a great rodeo line, but once again, being a maker just before NFR is like time <laughs> crunch. We took 700 bags to NFR. We sold out. It was amazing. Unbelievable. So Holy shit. But, That's incredible. Um, man. I mean, wow. it is hard to be that creative sometimes. Oh, yeah. Because really, like everything we've been talking about, it's putting yourself into everything that you do. Mm-hmm. And that's right. not an easy task. It is not. So, mm-hmm. with that being... only have one employee. One? <laughs> yeah. And it's not you? Yeah, yeah. One other employee. That's it. Holy shit. <laughs> okay, wait, tell us tell us more about that and your business model and how how this all works. Oh boy. Uh, the down the quick so and dirty. The quick and dirty. We get, our competitors definitely say uh, they talk a lot about this, but um so when I started this company, I started this company in a one bedroom, one bath home. Now, I was literally I had my sewing machine, industrial sewing machine in my kitchen. Wow. And I have, like, a small kitchen. Um, my cow hides during the day laid on the floor of my living room and across the bed of my – or and across my bed. Wow. And so, like, we were, like, cutting on the, like, kitchen table. There was hair everywhere. It was disgusting. <laughs> like, terrible work conditions. I probably would have been, like, I don't know. I, I probably could have gotten sued for, like, unsafe – whatever if I would have had an employee at that time well then I ended up getting a warehouse and then we got bigger as time went on and I couldn't do it myself but I always like I I, I'm one of those people that like if you don't need it then don't get it kind of thing um now unless it's closed if you if you want it like go get it (laughs) um but uh, as far as like, if you need something, like you need, like don't if you don't need it, don't get it. But we were definitely in need of another person to like help sew, cut, and um, I've always said that my company, even when I was um, 
just even when I first started out, I said I would never just say I. Um, as mm-hmm. far as like saying the company is an I figure, like mm-hmm. it's always going to be a figure it's because weird. like because your customers are part of your business and they are the ones that keep you going. So it's a we business. So regardless of what anyone else thinks, I I always highly recommend that saying we um it'll speak volumes when it comes down to how you res- how how customers look at you and how respectful. So a lot of people think that we're huge because we use the word we. But, um, I mean, it's just two of us. So she, um, Lacey cuts, um, very, like very diligently and she helps sew, sews as well. Um, but then I do a lot of the, the vision work when it comes to like designing and everything and building new products. But, um, obviously she has her hand in a little bit of that, but for the, for the majority of all of our products, I, I do a lot of the designing. Wow. So other than that advice that you just gave us, which was absolute gold to say we, because what a great way to look at your company. Um, what other advice do you have for people that are just starting, maybe doing the same kind of thing that you do that are not copying you, but are putting their own twist on it? What is your advice for those makers or boutique owners? Oh, I go for days on this. Um, I mean, we've been cut through the ringer and we've had definitely some great highs and great lows um take risks that's going to be the big one like you're going to get a lot of backlash on it regardless but at the end of the day whatever makes you happy and whatever makes you think that your company is successful or whatever your 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 plat or your platform of what success is or how you measure success that's going to come on how many risks you take whether that be going into the wholesale realm whether that be going retail whether that be going to um, designing or launching a new product or if you decide to go overseas or if you, whatever, wherever you put your risks or what you put your heart and mind into, it's going to pay off in the long run if you at least give it a try and perform. You you just have to make sure you're performing because it's not going to happen overnight. This business, it took a whole year and a half to get off the ground. And then it grew, grew, grew. Oh, my parents were so nervous for me when I started this off. They were like, you're you're not going to go work. Like, you have no income coming in. I mean, yeah, things got tight for the longest time. I remember having to tell my mom, like, hey, is there, um, can you pay rent this month? Um, is that okay? And that was very, very tough for me to, to do. Um, cause like, I hate to ask my parents for things cause they've given me so much, but at the same time, like they believed in my vision. They, they, they wanted me to be happy. And if you don't take risk at the end of the day, then that's going to be, that'd be my number one. And my number two is network like crazy. Don't be afraid to say hi. Don't be afraid to be, be that person you've always wanted to be. Make that business persona the person that you've always wanted to be. If you don't feel like it is, if that's who you are now, then you're not doing business right. Um, I feel like that, that one thing of being authentic and creating that vision of who do you want to be and being the best version of you can always be performed in the action of business because you want people to respect that person. Um, so I would say that those two things is go network like crazy and definitely take risks. 
I wish you could see Angela and my like, face right now up. because we're both sitting here with like the the most stupid little puppy dog faces, like staring out the window, like oh my gosh, our hearts are just exploding right now because yeah. what a beautiful sentiment yeah. and such powerful words. Like for anybody who's listening who needed mm-hmm. to hear that, like he is speaking to you right now. Yep. Because that that hustle phase, it's not glamorous and it's I not think cute. <laughs> it's, it's like so easy when we're constantly hearing these stories from people who made it and looking yeah. at where they are now and then hearing them talk about that in between time and being like oh wow that must have been really hard and it it's was like, no but, really but that's not how it feels when you're in it no it is like that's no, like I you're in the trenches dollar, I would be I, if, I would have a better business selling the number of tears that I've cried than what I do now. If I wow. literally got a dollar for every tear that I shed. Yeah. I think you're going to make I, us I, cry I, sitting right here. Countless <laughs> nights. Uh, it, it's, I call my mom and bless her, bless her heart. I know that sounds like a bad term, but man, she puts up with a lot of BS from me. <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. Like, so, so then Harley... Going off of everything that you've just said, like taking into account all this, because these these are the things that the themes that keep coming through, like hard work and authenticity mm. and like remaining true to yourself. So what would you say to anyone who would listen about remaining true to yourself and like holding on to that authentic part of yourself in the face of adversity, in the face of it all? Ooh. That's a tough question because everyone handles it a little bit differently. Um man, uh, at that point, it's going to come back to look at who your role models are. Um, and we always like use the word, like, what would Jesus do? And some people have turned that into like, what would Dolly do? <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very <laughs> close <laughs> second to Jesus. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Sometimes I wonder. Sometimes I wonder. But, um, so she, I, I mean, I ultimately look at that and I look at like, what other people are doing in the industry and um, what would they do? Like my, my big one is what would Kelly Tracy do? <laughs> um, like, because man, we get thrown curveball after curveball after curveball and people in this industry, as much as like it can be catty sometimes, there's those people out there that you just like, you're just drawn to and you just have like a passion for. Um, and those are the people like go out and find your, your bestie in this industry and whether it be like five minutes of like just stress relief talk and like asking them like okay this is the situation i need to tell you about it 95 percent of your worry is going to go away just by getting it off of your shoulders and letting someone else know um but at the same time like that also revolves into being how authentic that you are. Like the moment that you release that, that other 5% is what do you do after that phone conversation? Like mm. what, what, how do you make your business better? Like what kind of platform do you, what, what parts of your platform do you change? What parts of your, your, um, your human nature, your personality do you change to become the best version that you can be and offer to your customers? Um, at the end of the day, like my customers have, have watched me, man, I did not, I, and I'm not saying that I know everything by any means. I, I still got a lot of growing to do. In fact, 
um, Sky has said this multiple times to me. She was like, she's like, Harley, like you've got a lot of growing up to do still. And I'm like, yeah, I do. Uh, she's so right. In fact, that was actually one of the first things that another maker told me was you have a lot of growing up to do before you're successful. Um, so whether you're at the age of 45 and just starting or whether you're 23 and just starting or 19 and just starting or whether you have a boutique that's been around for 20 years and you're just getting online, I mean, you have a lot of learning to do. Um, and you just got to be, I'm trying to think of the right or what's the word. Um, you've just got to have a lot of integrity mm-hmm. in what you do. Um in everyday life and when you show your customers and you show the people that are in this industry that you have integrity and you know what it means that's when you're going to become more and more successful and you'll flourish off of that wow harley if this was a school this would be the textbook that people would need to listen to to learn (laughs) how to do business thank you so much for being here with us today. I am insanely inspired right now. I think we're going to hang up the phone and possibly tool some leather or something after this. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to like go and like put on all of our best outfits and then just like strut around the house, um, (laughs) trying to live up to our fullest potential. (laughs) I love it. Thank you, Harley, so much for being on here with us today. And also, extra thank you that I'm not going to edit a single fucking thing out of this podcast because it was just amazing conversation. So thank you. Well, I appreciate this. Uh, Thank you for the opportunity. And I hope that, um, that, I mean, I definitely get to go back and look at, I got to go live out to my expectations, but I just set up for myself and this is a deal, but um, I really am grateful for you guys to have me on here um, and get to get to talk with you wonderful ladies. So yes. Well, thank you so much, Harley. And if, if any of you listeners are interested in checking out Harley's work, which I which 10 are. out of 10 recommend doing, you can find him on Instagram at dancing cactus designs, as well as on Facebook um, website by the same name, shopdancingcactusdesign.com. So get to getting and go check them out. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you guys for listening to the Breaking Western podcast. We will be back next Wednesday with another guest. Next Thursday, I guess, is when we upload with another guest. And uh, thank you, Harley. We'll talk to you all next week.